What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a put you up for the debut album for Ghostface Killer, Iron Man, released October 29th, 1996. And we're doing this as a, as a put you up and uh, rather than a tribute because I think this is a, an album that Yinka, you're less familiar with this one, correct? That's true. The other thing, too, is that while we could make it a tribute, and in fact, I could totally make this a tribute all day, I have to admit that this is one of the albums that is the most difficult for me to, to stay impartial about. Um, I'm glad you said that. I'm very, very biased towards this album. Yeah. And so I always have to caveat that, like, this is one of my favorite, this is one of my favorite albums. Mm. And so... I know that objectively, this was not as well reviewed as Liquid Swords, as mm-hmm. Cuban Link, mm-hmm. um, as 36 Chambers, and yet I enjoy this album more than I enjoy those. And so, because I know that, I'm just like, well, let me not make this a tribute because I don't want this to be an incredibly biased podcast. Right? That's what's up. Because I, when the first two times I tried to listen to this prior to this joint, I was. I was literally just like angry. Like I was like, really? okay. I was like, yo, these Wu Tang niggas are annoying as fuck. Interesting. Like we can get on the podcast and say that B needs to be made a classic and it's yeah. not a great album. Yeah. All eyes on me. Uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of filler. And then we can listen to this album and go, man, we need to do a tribute for 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 this right. album. So I right. think, you know, I I I appreciate you calling mm-hmm. that out. I think you know. I think one of the things that I will say about the album is as I listen to it more, like it grew on me more. Okay. And, I, and I also feel like I also feel like there were certain muscles that I hadn't flexed in a while, okay. if that makes sense. And like I call them my woo muscles. Like, you know, <laughs> when I was when I when I was back in my 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 heyday when Inspector Deck was like my favorite rapper right, and I right, listened right, to all right, these right, records. Right. And I think to some degree, like you have to turn your woo ears yes. on to enjoy okay. this album in the way that Wu Tang fans do. And I think that this album is a lot less easy to engage with yeah. if you're not in that chamber. Yeah, we'll we'll get into some of that um, when we do the Where Were You. But I, I appreciate the fact that you say that this album grew on you because this is also an album that grew on me. And because yeah. of that, that's why I have such an affinity for this album. And I, and I can unpack that a little bit more. Yeah. Um, should we get into... Well, I guess, yeah, we just start with the Where Were You, right? Yeah. So... Why don't we start with your Where Were You when you first heard this? So that's funny because, all right, 96, I was, like we said, I was right. listening to probably Fuji's or whatever. Yeah. It was out on the radio. Um, I probably really listened to this album around the time uh, of Wu-Tang Forever and gotcha. all these other albums. I think the crazy thing is, like, I probably tried to listen to this and Cuban Links at the same time. Yeah. Decided that Cuban Links was much more my style of an album and mm-hmm. didn't really give this much of a second listen. Gotcha. Probably pulled away, you know, Daytona 500 and maybe mm-hmm. a couple other records that, you know, feature uh, Assassination Day, Winter okay. Wars, because because of, of the Kappa verse, like, yeah. you know, a few records that Inspector that we Deck all is talked on, uh, about as on Assassination Day, right? A few joints we all talked about, and then mostly discarded this album. Then mm. Supreme Clientele comes out, right. and then it's like, why the fuck would I ever go back to this album? So, gotcha. you know, I I don't think that I really listened listened to this album, even the times that I listened to it. Yeah. I might have given it like three or four listens mostly skimming Mm -hmm. and so it wasn't until fairly recently for this podcast that i actually really sat down and tried to digest this album and that's why it's a put you up so where were you so when the album initially came out 
96, I'm listening to the Fugees, whatever's on the radio. Yeah. One of the singles that is on the radio is All That I Got Is You. Okay. And yeah. this was at a time when I knew the name Wu-Tang Clan, okay. but I didn't really know what any of their music was. Yeah. I think I knew that they had done Cream. Yeah. That was the only song that of theirs that I specifically knew that I could so associate to Wu-Tang. Mm -hmm. I knew the old Dirty Bastards records. I knew Met The Man, All I Need. I didn't yeah. realize that they were Wu-Tang artists yet. Yeah. It wasn't until... I guess the end of 97, 98, yeah. I think that's my freshman year in high school where I really started to listen to Wu-Tang. Yeah. And so I think what I listened to when I really got into this album was probably uh, end of 98 or 99, sometime around that frame. Uh, yeah. I, the two albums that I listened to first were Met The Man, Takao, and 36 Chambers. Mm -hmm. Then I think I hopped on to Only Built For Cuban Links. Mm -hmm. And at this time, I wasn't a huge fan of Ghostface Killer. Mm -hmm. um, Raekwon was cool. I kind of put them in the same bag for uh, very obvious right, reasons. Right, but right. I'm, you know, at this time, I'm Met The Man, Old Dirty Bastard, even RZA, not so much Jizza yet, and obviously Inspector Deck, right? Mm -hmm. I remember where I was the very first time I actually listened to this album. I went to the Best Buy mm -hmm. that's in uh, that's in now Springfield Town Center area. Okay. Um, I, that's where I used to get all my albums from. Exactly. I used to get a lot of my <laughs> albums there too. I put this, and, I, and I've already listened to Only Built for Cuban Links and enjoy that album at this point, right? Mm -hmm. I put this album in the car and I'm listening to it. And immediately I am captivated by those horns from Iron Maiden. And I'm like, holy shit. Okay. Right. And so I say that this is an album that grew on me because at the time there were only really three songs that kind of connected with me. Okay. Right. Um, it was a two horn joints at the beginning. So you had Iron Man and 260, the two Al Green samples. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then you had Daytona 500, which I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of recognize this song. Mm -hmm. There was a video of like Speed Racer. That was uh, it was yeah, just all speed racer yeah, clips, and I was yeah. like, oh, I kind of remember this. Uh -huh. I was like, oh yeah, that's right. The W is at the end. I was like, okay, cool. Right. And then all that I got is you. I was like, oh yeah, that's now like that was Ghostface who did that. Wow, I I didn't realize that. That's on this album. Okay. Oh, that's cool. I don't really care about the song, um, mm -hmm. at this at the time. Right. But I was like, oh, that's that's cool. And so that's kind of where I was, you know, sometime, sometime around, you know, probably like 99, 98, 99. Okay. I'm listening to this and I only kind of liked three or four songs a lot, mm -hmm. but the, they, I liked them so much that I kept listening to the rest of the album. And mm -hmm. as the rest of the, as I sat with the rest of the album, I started to enjoy the rest of the album. And now yeah. what I say is that this is actually probably the most important hip-hop album for me for my ears for my growth okay. because this album taught me patience and it taught me to <laughs> to really understand like things that you wouldn't typically like think were good i now actually do understand i'm like no like there's some real nuance here there's some real mm. depth here mm. i'm not saying that it's as good as cuban link but there's a lot of things about this album that are just so amazing to me yeah. that i just cherish especially now like having enjoyed supreme clientele so much and having that like i go back in in 2001 or 2000 and mm. i'm like yo ghostface is my man and yeah. now when i go back to revisit i'm like just oh my god like i love yeah. this album so much yeah that's funny um and actually so I, I agree with you in terms of how the album grows on you and yeah. i think i think another thing that's interesting about just you know human development right mm -hmm. is that the age that we were in around the time that you were probably consuming this yeah. your brain is much more likely to to take on and learn and you know and, if and you let learn it. something new if you let it yeah. and i think 
now, uh, you know, we're we're grown ass men and probably a lot less likely to, you know, uh, maybe to 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 uh, grow on something, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, but another funny story, and you just reminded me of it. I completely forgot. Um, all that I got is you. Yeah. Um, I remember around the same time frame you're talking about. I'm, I'm going to Oakton High School. Uh, I'm in, I'm in a, a rap group, you know, called the Dirty Peds. We we you know we 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 pop in. We we were no alibi, and we changed our name to Dirty Peds. We crazy. The group breaks up. Okay. Um. So, the previous year we had we had done all we done all these talent shows together. We got offered a deal. It was all Word. this all this stuff. We were really trying to be this rap group. It was like it was like five of us. I guess we probably fashioned ourselves as a fake Wu Tang or something. Hold on, hold on. You uh-huh. guys got offered a deal? Yeah, but it was like it was like a small local label. I don't remember. I was what gonna it was say because it, it wasn't like a, a a major label. The only reason why the only reason why I'm kind of shocked is just because uh-huh. like. Northern Virginia was a very difficult place to yes. market at yep. that time. So, yep. like, no, even if you rapped, like, you you had to move elsewhere yeah. if you're going to have any kind of career because no one cared about anybody coming out of Virginia. So, as a, as a nigga who's been offered multiple failed record deals, <laughs> um, you know, I can say that this was one of the less less serious ones. Yeah, and I can say that there was a lot of probably shady individuals that were trying to find people that they could exploit and get money off of and i think in this particular situation um the really the only thing that saved me probably and the group was uh we were so young i think i was 15 years old Mm -hmm. and if you're under 18 your parent has to sign your contract and so i tried to take the contract to my parents to 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 sign it and they refused to sign it and for them but i mean it's positive that they did right because i think this was probably some street niggas from DC that mm. was just, you know, saw some young kids and was like, "Yo, we'll, we'll lock them up in this deal, and they're yeah. gonna they're gonna be, be on our label." But anyway, yeah. so so we, you know, we had been doing talent shows and et cetera. We did a talent show. <laughs> Actually, that's a funny story too. And I don't mean to take us off on a crazy tangent, ahead, but we the, the the talent show we got quote unquote discovered at was this talent show where we, you know, we thought we were the shit. We, 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 we rapped, we killed it. The crowd was filling us. We had a hook where we were singing the hook. The crowd was singing the hook. We thought we were them niggas, right? So we get off the stage and we're filling ourselves. You know, we dapping people. We go sit in the crowd. And this R&B group comes on afterwards. And they must have sang like some Jodeci shit or something. Oh, jeez. Yo, all the girls went crazy. <laughs> the whole shit. They shut that shit down. We lost the talent show. Of course. <laughs> we lost all the girls. Um, so, you know, then we just, we sitting there mad. Yo, fuck them niggas. They can't sing anyway. <laughs> yo, you know what I'm saying? We hella mad. But then we get offered the record deal or whatever, yeah. right? So we, so kind of, you know, it was a, a consolation prize where these cats are like, oh, you know, we thought, we think y'all are really talented. You should, you're assigned to this production label and all this other crap. Mm. But anyway, so that happened. That was my freshman year my ninth grade okay. year uh you know when i had i just moved from cali and then i joined this rap group or whatever right. so the following year you know all this you know beef happens we're kids right you know all this beef transpires between us and the group breaks up so so we go to do the the yearly school talent show mm. and for the first time we're not a group anymore right so we decide to it to sign up for the talent show as the individual pieces of the group right so I, I go solo. So I, I I have my own record and I, you know, I go and I and I audition for the talent mm-hmm. show. I make the talent show. My boy who who his name was Left, he was the the lead, the head of the of our group. Yeah. He also auditions for the talent show um with Ice, who was also in our group. 
So the two of them auditioned to do a song over All That I Got Is You, that instrumental. Right. Um, and the song was a really heartfelt song about his uh, his brother who passed away. Gotcha. So, um, yeah, it was a really, really, really nice song or whatever. But so, you know, we we both do the talent show. Uh, we both we both make it. We both perform at the talent show. And I don't know if it was like it, if it was like graded in a way where like one group won and one didn't type of a deal. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I think maybe they did like some sort of a playoff system or whatever. But whatever it was, he got further than I okay. did in all the right. joint, right? So like people really liked the All That I Got Is You song. It was gotcha. super ha- heartfelt, uh, you know. I mean, it was it was it was it was deep. So shout out to Lef, um, you know, rest in peace to his brother. But uh, I remember the the assistant principal who caught us fighting because we was we we all mm. had issues. He he sat us all down together and he was like, he was like, I really like that song that you did, young man. You know, to to Lef, and he's like, yeah, you know, like I, it's a shame that you brothers aren't getting along. Like you know, y'all were all so talented yeah. and all stuff. He gave us like one of them. Education of Sonny Carson, you know, type of uh, oh, elections, okay. you know, to, right. to, to draw back to the Ghostface thing. But gotcha. anyway, so all that I got is you. Whenever I hear that beat, it takes me back to, you know, all of that being a kid and the drama and trying to perform and everything. So okay. that was a, it was a really dope song. And I think this song is also very dope. Okay. So let's get into the critical reception. And I think that. I do remember that this is an album that was reviewed favorably. This yeah. is definitely one of like if we're gonna talk about like the the classic Wu Tang run, uh-huh. this is definitely better than Takao. I think it's better mm-hmm. than um, Return to the Thirty Six Chambers as well. Oh, okay. I, I personally think it is. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I, I don't think it's better than Cuban Link, even though I prefer it more. I don't think it's better mm-hmm. than Liquid Swords, even though I prefer it more. But this is definitely like a lot of people can. A lot of Wu Tang fans in particular consider this a classic, not the best one, yeah. but it is like a vintage record. And I do mm-hmm. think we look here. Most of the reviews, at least on Wiki, are saying that it's uh are saying that it's 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 good. Yeah. Do we have anything from from our boy Robert Christgau? So uh, is he uh, on here? Uh, yeah, Robert Christgau gives it an A, and okay. I remember reading that Robert Christgau spoke super favorably about this album. Okay. Um, and I'm I'm trying to see if I can find it over here in the wiki. Said, but he says that despite yeah. morally questionable actions in Ghostface Killer's narratives, the detail is so vivid and complex that for once we get the grippling black exploitation flick gangster rap promises rather than the dull or murky one it delivers. Most decisive of all. Riz's music is every bit as literal as Ghostface's rhymes and rap, giving up tunes, even hooks. No. Sure, he likes it. He likes it. Yeah, he likes it. I like it too. It's honestly. from New York, so I understand. You know, Robert Crisco likes everything from New York. So I think that in terms of the peer-reviewed critical reception, mm-hmm. if people are ranking Wu Tang albums, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the top two are probably going to be Supreme Clientele. Um, only built for Cuban links, or I think it's going to be a toss up for the for, for the top four, right? So you can have like you know Supreme Clientele, only built for Cuban links, Wu Tang Forever, Thirty Six Chambers, right? Maybe really? maybe Liquid Swords. Really? Th- that's not my ranking. I'm just talking about where where I people feel like put them I in. feel like you put Wu Tang Forever, and I I do as well higher than most Wu Tang fans. I, right, I think so the other not. ones that you mentioned, there are definitely the ones that they say are the top three. I think Enter Enter always gets mentioned. Yeah. I think Cuban Links always gets mentioned. Yeah. And then from there, it's a toss up. Like you'll get Liquid Swords from some people. You might get Wu Forever. I guess you okay. might get Supreme Clientele. Like I think we like those two albums more than other Wu Tang fans do. I, 
I uh, I think Supreme clientele. I think people Wu Tang fans. I don't I don't know anybody who's a Wu Tang fan who doesn't like that album. I think many Wu Tang fans that I know that are not you yeah. think that this album is better than Supreme clientele really? and wouldn't, and wouldn't wouldn't put it on the list because they would put I, Iron Man before they would put Supreme clientele. Nevertheless, yeah. th- I think that most people are comfortable putting this between like the six to ten range yeah. of Wu Tang albums, yeah. right? And I think that for hip hop fans in general, it's like, oh, it's good. It's good. Like, yeah, that was a good record. It's maybe yeah. it's not a classic. Maybe it's not my favorite, but that's a good record. Right. That's that seems kind of like a fair critical review. Yeah. Um, not sure if you have anything to add to it. I mean, there is mm-hmm. there's extensive literature here on the Wikipedia. We don't have to go through all of it. But yeah. Generally speaking, I mean, the only thing I would say is is that this again, if you're not in the Wu chamber, I, I've never heard anybody that's not in the Wu cha- chamber talk about this album. That like might not be once. Fair. But fair. but Wu Tang fans love this album. It's yeah. among their favorites. Yeah, and and I think yeah. in fairness, um, I think that you could say that about a lot of Wu Tang projects. That that's true. The one like the albums that if you're not in the Wu chamber, really the only two albums you're probably gonna talk about are 36 Chambers and Cuban Link. Probably, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe Supreme Clientele, yeah. because Panama likes that, and I wouldn't consider Panama. I don't think he would consider himself in the Wu Chamber. Right, right, right. So I, I think that you know, yeah, I think yeah. that's kind of, and that's that fair. Is. And I think you know, to to your point, right? Supreme Clientele had Cher Cher La Ghost on it, so right. it's like right, right, you know, right. when you have a record that that gets that big yeah. and anybody can access it, it makes sense why anybody would know about it. So. Yeah. Let's get into the highlights and lowlights. And I want I want you to, to kick us off with your overarching highlights. All right. So my overarching highlights are uh, RZA. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I think more so the diversity of his production and yeah. his ability to kind of custom make beats for someone's sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I honestly don't think that the production here is better than those other albums that you Probably mentioned. Not. But I do respect how he tailored what he made so that you know like a bespoke kind of a, a thing for for ghostface so the the interesting thing about rizza and this is the reason why despite the fact that like of all the goat producers from this era the, the ones we constantly list the one who's probably the weakest now probably is rizza mm-hmm. i have no problem saying that because mm-hmm. like i i hear rizza beats and sometimes i i get excited for him but for the most part it's just like if someone who was new to hip hop heard a RZA beat now, they might be like, this this guy is your goat? I get that. <laughs> I get that. But at the time, right, you know, all of these albums that came out in this 93 to 97, 98 time frame, like mm. they all sound like a RZA sound, but yet they all sound so different. Mm. This one is so soulful versus the two that came prior to, right? Yeah. Versus Cuban Link and Liquid Swords, mm-hmm. which both came out in 1995. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would argue that Liquid Swords, the production on that is kind of the precursor to Wu-Tang Forever, which we'll get into, hmm. right? Okay. Kind of like there's a lot of synths in there and things mm-hmm. like that, a lot of digitized sound. Mm-hmm. But this kind of like takes a step back mm-hmm. and gets just really raw and yep. soulful. Very stripped down, very soulful. Very stripped down. Yeah. And so I'm like, yo, you've really changed. Like I can tell that you're the same producer on all these records, but you changed the palette drastically Mm -hmm. for every single one of these albums. And so for him to do that successfully on this one, it's just like, yeah, I gotta gotta give it to him. I don't know if you've had a chance to move over to the uh, the second season of the Wu-Tang show. I have not yet. But you're gonna love it. Really? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, you're gonna love it. I mean, you know, once you get past the terrible uh, impression of Riz's, uh, you know, voice yeah. and he's, you know he's not things, things like that. I mean, yeah. you know, he's he's a better Riz this season. I just it's, oh, the yeah. accent is just not not there. 
Oh, does he actually? Does he actually try to twice, do digital? He, he twice to he twice to <laughs> say stuff like wizard, Bobby, Bobby, so. Bobby. <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it, it, it's I mean, even even uh, the kid that's playing Raekwon, I think yeah. he's a great actor. But oh yeah, think, yeah, yeah, he was but, great in the first season. But I think he, when he tries to do Raekwon's accent, like how he uh, talks, it's it's clearly not there. Gotcha, but gotcha, gotcha. but um, you know, in the second season, right? This is the the season where they're they're making Enter the Thirty Six Chambers. Yeah, and so you know. You also get the moments where the kid that's playing RZA is like he's writing on discs, like he's yeah. working on a specific beat, uh -huh. and then writing on the disc. This is going to be for Shah, you know. Got so you, this is Raekwon. He's writing on the disc. This is going to be for for D Lover, who's right. good, and turns Ghost into face. Ghostface, right? Like like he's making a beat, and then in his mind, visually going, this beat works for this person's yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, okay. And you yeah, yeah. and you could tell that he's that's doing dope. that right in real life. So that's dope. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. cool. What's your what's your next overarching highlight? Uh, my next overarching highlight is Raekwon. Okay. Um, I think Raekwon is an excellent co-host, if, if that's what you want to call mm -hmm. him. I think he commands on many of the records he that he uh, he performs on, and I think you know we did talk about kind of the the bespoke thing where there's a difference between the production on Cuban Link and on on this, mm -hmm. but like he never sounds like out of pocket or anything yeah. like to me he, like his voice goes perfectly with everything he adjusts his flow for mm -hmm. you know for certain records like i just feel like ray just is above and beyond like a standout on this album yeah and i think that when i talked about cuban link i think i said that ghostface was better on that album than, than raekwon is and I, I still stand by that but i think that look Ghostface is so emotional on this album that it's hard to say that for me that anybody stands above him. But mm -hmm. like Raekwon is better on this, I think, than he was on Cuban Link. Yeah. Um, particularly flow wise, right? Yes. Like, you know, when they did their when they did their battle, I think they did Daytona 500, and mm -hmm. that was a that's like Ghostface has some bars on there. Like he has some one liners on yeah, there. Like um, I slap box with Jesus, lick shots of Joseph. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like. He's got some one-liners on there, but the flow, Raekwon's flow on there is fucking yes. immaculate. It's yeah. like how you're flipping on the beats, like with the DJ scratches and the all that stuff. The beat seems like it was made for yes. him. Like yeah. it's, a, it's yes. Throughout so, the album though. Like, yeah, like that. throughout the album. Yeah. And so like, yeah, Raekwon is definitely a very, very strong highlight on here for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I had to give it to him. You might disagree with me, but I think he was clearly better than Ghostface on this album. And that's, that's and when we get to, if we get, we're going to do lowlights, when we get to there, that's going to be a lowlight for me. Gotcha. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so my last uh, overarching highlight is uh, is Capadon on Winter Wars. I mean, you knew oh Winter coming. Wars, okay, okay, yeah. But Capa Capa was was a great third co-host yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, but you know, Winter Wars specifically is. It, I mean, it, I don't know if it's his best verse. It might be his best verse. It's in it's in his top three. It's not my. It's not. I'm not even sure if it's in my top five. Capa. I like the verse. I respect verses? it. I I like the verse and I respect the verse. Okay. Um, but like, there's so many other verses that I like more than uh, of his that I like more. I think other than him on Supreme Clientele, that verse is of, of his among his best. For me, anytime he's talking about women, I love those verses. Wait, so I that I I have that when we get to the track for track. 
but I completely agree. I, and yeah. but I don't, I don't love it. It just makes me laugh. I laugh my ass off every time Capadonna talks about women. He, and I, he does it so well. In my I opinion. want, I want, I want to see the nigga talking to women in real life. <laughs> the funniest thing about it is, I told you I met Capadonna once, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah, Richmond, yeah. and he was literally talking to women. I wish yeah. I could have heard what he was saying. Yo, like Kame, um Maria on Wu Tang Forever. Yeah, I love yeah, his verse yeah. on that. Ice cream. Ice cream. I love his verse on that. Like, and then I love this joint on uh, Buck Fifty. Like, yeah. any nigga that would say "I love you" like I love my dick size. <laughs> Ooh, baby, I miss you. Um, yeah, man. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, Kappa, Kappa in general, but but specifically on Winter Wars. This is his most famous verse, I think for sure. Yeah. So I, I have to get that. So so what other highlights do you have? So the overarching highlights we are we already spoke about the palette of the mm-hmm. album. I I love like I love kind of like the bluish ghetto soulful tones mm-hmm. that he has on here. Um, I love the sequencing of this album, okay. right? Particularly with the vocal arrangements of the Wu Tang members, right? Mm-hmm. This is an album that features co-hosts Raekwon and Capadonna. We already know Raekwon. Boom. He he kind of starts us off. Yeah. Then we go into Capadonna, who's been featured on other Wu Tang records before this. But then the album skips. Like you don't get Capadonna again. I think until is it track eight? No, it's, it's Winter Wars. Nah. Oh it's Wars. yeah, it is Winter Wars. Then yep, you, so. you get him on Winter Wars, and then you get him on uh, you get him on Fish. You get him on Kame. You get him on Daytona Five Hundred. And so it, you get this run of like. Oh yeah, Capadonna is featured on here. Right, right. Even though he's really on, I think, four tracks, right? I think he's only on four tracks. But the album does feel like uh like Kappa is 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 yeah, a, a I think featured he's on like six, bro. Is he? Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. Winter Wars, Fish, Keme, Daytona five hundred. Okay, so that's five. Oh, so it's five? Okay, yeah, I can't right. count. All right, so he's on five. No, you're right. He's on five. So um yeah, and so I, I just like the I like the way that RZA sequenced that collection of because it's okay. like he he yeah. kind of starts off and then he takes a break yeah, and then boom yeah, he's like right the there in the center there. like boom every single track okay right I, I I dig that yeah um the last highlight I will say is uh, the album art okay and have you yeah, ever fair. seen this album art I don't think so all right so I love the idea like they they talk on Cuban League more about the 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 wallaby mm-hmm. but the the album art for this is mm-hmm. all of like this like there's like in this wallaby factory and then when you when you open up when you see the CD itself it's like this sketch of like Iron Man with the W on it okay and I think this is the first time Yinka is seeing this yeah. I just like this album art in general I, I love the CD I just I don't know I just love everything about yeah. like how this album is packaged that's dope. So yeah, so that's my I think last overarching highlight. Yeah, I you know I, I'll I'll you know double down on what you're saying. I mm-hmm. think I think Wu was really good at like just they their were. packaging. They um, were. you know I I mean leave Inspector Deck out of this, but you know <laughs> so you know in general they yes. did a good job of like creating a differentiated product mm-hmm. and you know and branding and for. You know, for some niggas that, you know, low key, I mean, they just some niggas off the block. You yeah. know, I mean, no diss. Yeah. But they really understood branding and yeah. marketing and packaging. And I think it's really dope. Um, and you'll you'll see this when you see the show, but they kind of show how they get divine and power and, and bring yeah. them on board. Yeah. And you know, like with power, the niggas just really dope on the block. Like mm-hmm. he he really understood hustling and his, you know, his brother or cousin, I don't, I don't um uh I forget what dude dude name is, but um who was their manager originally? Um, he, okay. uh, but the two of them 
really, really just understand like what people want yeah. and like, you know, how to like market something so that people care about it. And, you know, I mean, these aren't cats that got MBAs. These aren't cats that went to Wharton, like, mm -hmm. you know, but they really, really understand this shit. And you can tell by the product that they're giving us. Got you. Yeah. Um, let's do overarching lowlights first. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, my, mine are brief, but um, <laughs> Ghostface. Okay. Um, you know, Ghostface is an overarching lowlight for me. I think I think as uh, somebody who's not, or at least at the time, wasn't Ghost's biggest fan when I when I heard this, yeah. I feel like he kind of gets lost on his own album. Okay. Um, you know, I, I mean, it's the same criticism that you gave to Raekwon on, on yeah. Cuban Link, right? Very similar. Like, I think he gets overshadowed by Ray, who I think kind of big boys this album. Um, and I think that if it weren't for All That I Got Is You... I don't really know so much about uh, Ghost when I when I finish the album. Like I think there's very few moments where I feel like I connected with the main character um, on on the album. So I can't really speak to that other than to say that that's fair. Just because I feel like I have such a good picture about who Ghost, Ghostface Killer is, mm -hmm. that it's hard for me to put myself in the mind frame of someone who's like who isn't familiar with Ghostface, mm -hmm. listen to the album. You might, you probably have a fair point. Mm -hmm. I I can't, I think it's impossible for me to actually connect with you on like on that perspective. Yeah. Um, sure. Just because I have such a good understanding of who he is. At least I think right. I do. Right. Um, I do agree with your point about if not for, if not for all I have is you, because that is such an important record. If you pull it off, it's like... The weight of that song, the importance of that song, I agree. Mm. It really holds the album down. Yeah. Where I'm struggling is if I took that song away, would I have an idea of who Ghostface is? I think I mm. still would, mm. but I think your point is still well taken. I said the 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 my my little quote was this album relies too heavily on its collaborators. I think that okay. if you pulled if you pulled the collaborators or you know their their kind of contributions out of Cuban Links, yeah, you would still have an album, somewhat of an album. It might it might be an EP, but it's an album. If you okay. pull the collaborators' contributions off of this album, there's nothing there besides all that I got is you and you know two sixty or whatever. Could you not say the same for all these Wu Tang projects though? Maybe I, I think that. Supreme right. Clientele is still an album without without the but that um, but right. that's not in this run. So I'm talking <clears throat> about oh, talking like about the, the 93 years. to like 98 run. Return to the 36 Chambers is through clearly through, through pillage, oh, right through the right. pillage. So Wu Tang Forever and then the pillage and then Method Man to Cow 2000. That's when they started getting bad. Yeah, but like Return to the 36 Chambers is still an album. That is that is that that's the only one I can think of. Maybe yeah. to Cow. But see, I personally, and this is a super unpopular opinion, but like. I'm not a big fan of Takao. I think y'all oh, Wu Tang niggas are wilding, calling that shit a classic. Oh, it's not, but it's <laughs> okay. definitely like yeah. it doesn't rely on his collaborators. Though. Yeah, but I, but right. I, I mean, you know, it's not an, an amazing album. No, exactly. Well. I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. But in terms of the point of like, you take the collaborate collaborators yeah. away. Is there enough there? It's definitely their formula, right? Like they, you know, yeah. and 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 I think like like as you're saying, right? When they strayed from that formula, that was when it yeah. all started to fall apart. But you know, I I don't know. I think. For this to be the debut album from this artist, you know, where everybody always talks about well, Illmatic only had one feature, you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is literally the opposite of that. Right? Yeah, I, I, you're, look, your, your point is well taken, but at the mm -hmm. same time, too, I'm also very comfortable calling this a Wu Tang album. Mm -hmm. Um, 
even a Wu Tang Clan album. Yeah. Only because I mean, look, it's Ghostface Killer featuring Rayquan <laughs> and Capitana, right. and all every single Wu Tang member except for Jizza, which is a low light for me that he's not on here. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I think that Liquid Swords, Only Built for Cuban Link, and Fish Scale, uh, excuse me, uh, Iron Man, all are kind of like very, very collaborative. That's uh, fair. Collaborative albums, but That's nevertheless, fair. I think your point your point is still very well taken. Yeah, um, and it's my only low light. You know, if I if I have to to call it a, a low light, my only low light is for an album for a Wu Tang album that comes out in 1996. There are l- spaces of this album that are not very that are not mixed very well. Mm, okay, um, that's true. For example, like Black Jesus, right? Like okay. that's not a song that's mixed very well, and. And I, I love how raw and, I guess, ghetto, and I don't mean ghetto in a derogatory sense, right? Mm-hmm. Street, like, just, you know, gritty. Mm-hmm. I, I love how raw this album sounds. Mm-hmm. But, like, this album comes out after Liquid Swords, which I think is mixed better than this. Yeah. And then in the very next summer, he comes out with Wu-Tang Forever, which is, like, a mixing masterclass. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's... That's only what, like a 10 month difference. And I understand mm-hmm. maybe he started putting this album together like in 1993, 1994, but I'm yeah. like, you're still putting this album out. Like, mm-hmm. well, you, you know, you heard the whole, uh, the whole flood thing and how it impacted yeah. the, the vocal sounding, right? They oh, said Riza, that they interviewed Riza and he basically said that he had like a compression chain mm-hmm. for every Wu Tang member's voice. Yeah. And he said that this was the first album post flood. Where he didn't have the vocal chain, so he said, if you listen to to Ghostface's voice yeah. on every recording prior to this album, yeah. he sounds different than he sounds here because mm. they just had to scramble to just record him through whatever compression chain Got they it. had, as opposed to the one that was kind of tailor made for his voice. Gotcha. So maybe that's also part of why it sounds. Well, the way it's, it's I'm also talking about the beats themselves. Yeah, yeah. As well. oh, okay. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, and look, it's not it's not too much of a criticism. It's just that, like. You know, when I'm listening to this album at the time, 1998, 1999, I'm not really thinking about that, but I'm thinking about it now. And I'm like, yo, this this album comes out after after 36, uh, Return of 36 Chambers, after Cuban Link, after just a liquid source. And yet it sounds like it was made right around the same time as Takao. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's my only kind of real low light there, overarching low light. Yeah. Um. Fine. I want to do track for track low lights first. I'm really curious about your opinions on this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, track for so, track low lights. I don't have a ton of, okay. of low lights. Um, I got a couple of low lights. My 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 biggest low light, and I feel like you know you're gonna outright protest, but maybe, my, my biggest low light is probably Wildflower. Okay. Um, and you know like. I feel like we talk on our podcast a lot about like kind of sophomoric misogyny. Yeah. I think fair. this isn't even sophomoric. This is just straight up misogyny with a with a little tinge of domestic violence in that's it. Like, fair. you know, and 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 there's really nothing else there. It's just that story and then it's just that's the end of the song, right? Like I That might be fair. Um, you know, I I I didn't I didn't need that. So, that that's uh, my first low light. I can't really argue against that point, obviously. Yeah. Um what I will say about Wildflower is that Wildflower was a song that I used to skip a lot. Okay. Right. So I would I would put in the album Iron Maid and then skip to Faster Blade. Right. Because Faster Blade was kind of like a light, bouncy song a little bit. Kind yeah, of felt sure. like, like a like a like a poor man's ice cream a little mm. bit. Just kind of just in the beat. Right. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. so I was like, oh, you know, I like Faster Blade and then it goes into 260. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And then I would, I would probably skip Assassination Day, skip Poison Stars, Head to Win Awards. Right. 
um, Wildflower, it took a while for me to not skip that song. Now, mm. I had no problem with the song. Like, listening-wise, like, I'm good. Like, yeah. Iron Maiden to Wildflower, like, I'm good. Be- because I like that beat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I like the things that RZA does with it. Uh, no smoking alarms, no smoking alarms. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right on the lyrics. Yeah. You're right on the lyrics. This is definitely um, Ghostface misogyny, which is interesting because Ghostface can talk very sweet to women. He just doesn't always. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think I think you might be more invested in his story as kind of like the tragic hero. And I think, you know, that that lends itself to like to me, like Ghost kind of comes off as like the tragic hero. Like, yeah. you know, in a lot of his stories and things like that, right? Yeah. And so like that lends itself to it, but I just I don't think I'm invested enough in his story to yeah. have to, to for that to work yeah. for me. I, I can't counter that point. Yeah. Uh yeah, next next track load I um so i feel like the um after the smoke is clear is okay. kind of just eh. and maybe like you said like maybe some of it is just like the the mixing you know okay. like i think I, I honestly i think the the kind of the back half starts to lag a little bit sure it does especially towards the very end yeah after daytona um, yeah and yeah and and you know that's that's you know kind of really that and then marvel mm. um i i just for an ending track i feel like it just it just kind of stalls at the finish line for me so let me go to uh after the smoke is clear um this wasn't a song that i i skipped a lot back in the day but it's definitely grown on me it definitely it definitely grew on me but it's not a song that i love but there are things about it that i love like i love um the vision he had for this record Mm -hmm. and i think that this is one of the records that suffers from poor mixing like rizza doesn't even precisely sound completely good uh, yeah. agree with you like i think the mixing is probably it's the really, thing that really, really bothers me the most about it yeah. yeah the one thing i do love about it is um i love that high-pitched falsetto vocal uh hook yeah that thing your five is still here like i just love it i absolutely <laughs> love it for no rational reason, <laughs> it just like I'm like, yeah, yo, after the smoke is clear, Wu Tang is still here. I just, I just love it. That's all I can say. For Marvel, the thing about Marvel is that Marvel is a song again that I, I used to just skip, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's a, it was very easy to do because it was the last track on the album, right? right? It was just like, right. oh, the album is done for me after yeah. all that I got is you, like exactly. I'm good, right? Um, but then like I was like, oh, let me listen to it more, and. Something something about the way he does this beat is just so like this is one of those just like abstract trippy things that I just love how Rizza does it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cuz it's a whole bunch of sounds that they sound like they don't really go together and mm-hmm. if you're initiated into the Wu-Tang sound, you're going to be like what the hell is this? Yeah. But because I'm initiated into it and because like I'm so visual with how everything is coming together. Like there's parts of it that it sounds like it's speeding up and it's slowing down, even though it's not. It's just the way that he places things that I'm just like, oh, like it's just so cool. Like I just get so engulfed. And then Mm -hmm. the lyrics stop and it goes on for like another 90 seconds and I'm just like completely engulfed in it. I'm not gonna say it's a highlight, Mm -hmm. but I just need to 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 say how I feel about it so Mm -hmm. that folks know like why I love RZA so much. Like these songs work for me like they just do and i'm yeah. not gonna say that they're great mm-hmm. they just they work for me yeah That's and you you didn't mention the soul controller 
I don't Soul know Controller is not on the album itself. Okay, so the, yeah, the version a, that, a bonus track. that I saw, it, it was listed, and so I went on YouTube so I could listen to it. I actually um, forget what that sounds like. And, I've only um, listened to it a few times. And it's, it's interesting. It made me laugh because it's, you know, it's a Sam Cooke sample, uh, right, change, right, a Change right. Gonna Come. Yeah. Um, I felt as though, first of all, it was mixed really poorly. Yeah. But the beat, similar to what you were saying, like it was, it was intriguing to me because it was just like, a change gonna come is such a, a, a popular yeah. song that like you know it's it's a bit abnormal for like a sample. Yeah. Um. But uh, honestly, this is to me was one of Ghost's like like best performances. Like it was okay. one of the ones that made me feel like I knew something about Ghost, mm -hmm. and and it was like legitimate, followable social commentary coming from Ghost. Yeah. So you know I was a little sad that I couldn't I couldn't find it on streaming. You know because gotcha. I was just like this is something that I feel like I could listen to and be like man I can really engage with this artist. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you have uh, any any low light? So my only my only track low light really is uh, Black Jesus, only because of the mixing. Um, okay. Because it, it's weird. Like I understand. Like he he kind of takes this like um, it almost sounds like the like the string arrangement from like a Wu Tang Kung Fu Kung mm -hmm, Fu, mm -hmm. thing, right? I love then, it. I love that though. But the the problem that I have is it like it feels like empty. Mm -hmm. uh, I agree. But then the 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 kick is fucking like it's thumping. massive yep and so there's a contrast there that i'm like mm. it just feels like it just kind of makes me feel like awkward but um, then he does deliver a baseline that's like that sharp that rizza baseline crazy it's crazy yes. and so i'm like i really wish you did something to make that that the the sound that's in the forefront not yeah. as empty not as hollow and bro I, i'll just say man like if this was not a wu-tang song i would probably hate it yeah. i would probably say that it's terribly mixed but it fits in the world, bro. Like, I, I, you know, I actually like this record. Oh, I like but, it, you too. Know, I, I, I like love it too. the bass line. I love the random, dun, 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 like, yeah. random keys that yeah. just happen to fucking yeah. come out of nowhere. I, I just I, want I like this song it. to be mixed better for yeah, me. Yeah, it, be, it, it would be, suffer or it suffers from a poor mix. Yes. And also, take off you got put on Jizza. What the fuck? <laughs> this, is, this, this track was tailor-made for Jizza. Yeah. And the fact that you got's on here... When he doesn't need to be because he's already on Win Awards and he's fine on Win Awards. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Just is not on the album. He should have been on this album. He should have been on this track. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. all I can say. Nah, that's fair. Um, yeah, so that's my only real those are my only real lowlights. Mm -hmm. Um let's get into your your track for track highlights. Let's do it. So I know I'm gonna skip one of yours. So you wanna talk about Iron Maiden? I love this song so much. Yeah, go ahead. I love everything about this song. It's not a highlight. Um for me. Like, oh, all right. My other overarching highlight I forgot was Al Green. Um, <laughs> I like I, it. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I love how yeah. RZA samples uh, two Al Green records yep. for, 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 for Iron Maiden and for 260. Yep. Um, just like the way this album starts out with, with the horns and like it goes places and it and it the song travels and it it's layered and then you've got you've got Raekwon and Ghostface and Capadonna sharp on here right and then like yo the intro like yo so this is the intro to the album right mm. and we should talk about this for the longest time a lot of people thought that that intro vocal sample was from Fresh which mm. is a movie that star stars, uh, I think it's Sean Nelson. Sean Nelson was a dude who played Big Mike in the Wood from the back in the day portion of the wood. Okay. He's fresh. Okay. And I went to go, I saw Fresh be thinking that I was going to hear these parts. Mm -hmm. That movie is awesome. Um, but that movie, like, it's not from Fresh. It's from The Education, Education of Sonny Carson, Carson right. which is not a very good movie. Mm. You've seen this movie. 
I haven't, but I've seen clips of it because, you know, through our hip hop yeah. education, we anything that's been sampled by Wu-Tang, I've yeah. probably at least seen the clip that's been sampled. So there's uh, so that um, movie has three clips in here. So it's the mm-hmm. start, it's Iron Maiden, then it's 260, so the two Al Green records. Mm-hmm. And then it's the very start of All That I Got Is You. Right. Right. Um, the 261 one is crazy. I'll Just put trademarks around your eyes. I love that joint. Right. I do, I do like that vocal snippet, right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll get into 260 later but then like yeah iron man and just the the way this whole thing comes together it just it like it it puts me where they are Mm -hmm. like it puts me in the visual landscape it's like oh this is where we're going Mm -hmm. cool like i'm with it so yeah i mean i had this song on repeat for so long this is one of my favorite instrumentals for the longest time yeah and yeah uh i just i love this record dope dope um Um, why is it not a why is it not a highlight for you just, just I just, it. it's fine you know okay. i i think it to me it doesn't take me anywhere that riz has never taken me before okay and so you know i think the the kind of education of sonny carson sample is cool yeah. i'm i'm like okay what am i supposed to know about the the artist it, it, I, and it, it doesn't really land me any closer to one knowing anything new about ghostface mm-hmm. or two in my opinion doing anything that RZA hasn't done musically before. Okay. And so I just I just didn't really feel like it was like a differentiated piece of music. Okay. Got you. What's your uh what's your next highlight? Faster Blade. You do like Faster Blade. I All right, like cool, Faster cool. Blade, I like Faster Blade man. too. I like Raekwon Solo. Man, Raekwon yeah. kills this shit, he does, but you he know, does. I think you know, again, not to not to harp on my low light, but like I I'm listening to this record and I'm like who who is Ghostface? Who like why do why do I need why, why do I even need that gotcha. guy? You know okay. like like you know Ray's coming off the beat sounds perfect. I'm like yo, this is Ray's album, bro. That's fair. That's fair. I I disagree, yeah. but um, but I, it's a fair take. Yeah, yeah. I don't feel that way, but it's a fair take. Yeah. Next highlight is 260. Okay, so you like so, all right, so yeah. you like this sample? You like this Al Green sample more than the Iron Man one? Yeah, and I think I like Ghost on it better. I think that's okay. part of it. He like, is better I, like to me, yeah, this is where I finally get Ghost in his bag, and I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, like yeah. I understand why this person I should care about them. Like, gotcha. you know, I mean, not to say that I didn't care about Ghost before, but you know, in the album, like so far, I don't know why he's the main character, and that's then fair. 260 comes on, and I'm like. Oh, this is yeah. what this guy's good. At. Raekwon's you know also I mean? good on two. And Ray, Ray is yes. good too. And yes. you get to see the interaction between yeah, Ghost and Ray. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, they really had that tandem, man. They're such yeah. a good duo. They and really when, are good when duo. When you get Ghost in his storytelling bag, like you know, I mean, it's like it's hard to top. Come on, it's, it's hard to top. It's yeah, hard exactly. to top. So I mean, I, I don't know what else to say about this besides. Okay. This Al Green sample is great. It is great. Um, and I think, like you said... And he doesn't even do it. He just loops it, maybe adds some drums, and that's it. Yeah. And, and you know, I think this is that's the genius of RZA, right? And, yeah. and the great thing about Ghost is that when you see clips of Ghost, like when he was saying that he was going to beat the shit out of Action Bronson, you t- typically have, like, an Al Green sample <laughs> song, like, in the background. Like, he really likes this kind of music. Yeah, and, like, yeah, you can yeah. tell. And when, when, you, when you give him this type of music... He just gets in his bag, yeah. you know. Like I, I really like this joint. <laughs> next, uh, next, next track I like. All right, um, assassination day. So this is so interesting. So I remember yeah. when, when they did the, I think that when they did their battle, they mm. did assassination day, right? Yeah, RZA did it. Oh, RZA did RZA it. Did RZA did it, did it yeah. for his. And I was like, that's an odd choice. But you were yeah. like, nah, the Wu-Tang fans love it. Yeah. And I was like, this was a song that I did not like when I first really? heard the song. No, this. 
it had to grow on me. Okay. For one, I wasn't the biggest fan of Master Killer back in the day. Okay, that's right. Funny. Like, yeah. it took me a while to uh, to appreciate Master Killer's like deliberate approach, and he's very deliberate on this record. Yeah, right. Um, Inspector Deck is great, but I'm like. I don't know. There's something about I just wasn't ready for this kind of for this kind of RZA beat yet. It took a while my for my third eyes of God and light. Right. Um, so, we all die tonight, right? He, he kills this shit. It took a while for me to for my ear to appreciate this kind of sound. Now, now that I've adapted to it, I like this song. Yeah, I'm surprised because like you are are a fan of um you know the Killer Bees. Yeah, uh, shit. yeah and exactly. This, and this is like that chamber of production. But that album came out well after yeah, this yeah, yeah yeah you know what i mean uh -huh. so by the time i got, like it's probably because i like killer the, the killer beast of swarm mm -hmm. that i like this yeah you know exactly. what i mean because i'm listening to a lot of these songs like a lot of this music like back and forth like the yeah. timeline for when these albums came out and when i listened to it it, it does it doesn't match up that makes sense yeah but yeah i mean what, what i'll say about this is it's such an odd choice yeah like the first posse cut on your album doesn't feature you and again, this goes back to my original, you know, kind of low light, right? Ghostface is not on this song. Holy shit. Yeah. I just noticed that. <laughs> so it's like, this is like a random... Oh my God. It's a random Wu-Tang posse cut that doesn't have Ghostface on it That's on crazy. Ghostface's album. That's crazy. How yeah. did I not notice I'm I'm actually embarrassed that I didn't notice that. <laughs> Yo, it's funny though. <laughs> like, like I, I almost prefer a Dear Summer. Like, come on my album and upstage me. Cool. Yeah. But you're not going to have my whole crew on my album and I'm not even on the song yeah. and you just fucking put it. That's gotcha. what, what you were saying about like Wu-Tang just making Wu-Tang albums that are yeah. so, solo albums, yeah. but it's an actually a Wu-Tang yeah. album. That's got to be what happened here. No, well, because look, that's, that, <laughs> that is part of the genius of RZA, yeah. right? That like... We're making all these Wu Tang albums on different labels, mm -hmm. increasing increasing the pots. Everybody yeah. is getting theirs, yeah. but it's a Wu Tang album. Yeah, you know what but I mean? but you know it it again tells me you know it's it's you, you get traded, yeah. You know you're you're Demar Derozan. You get traded and then your team wins the championship. Like that's what Assassination Day sounds like to me. You Maybe. Know? And it's like yeah, you know you might be Demar Derozan, right? You might be an all star. Yeah. But you still feel like a dickhead that you left, and your team's still amazing without you. That's how Assassination Day feels to me. Interesting. All right, <laughs> uh, that I I I disagree, but yeah. that's a that's a good that's an interesting take. Uh, yeah. I like that take actually. I don't feel that way, but I like it. Go yeah. ahead. So you know, I mean, Deck kills this. We we yeah, talked does. about that, and then yeah. Ray comes on. Yeah. With the Grey Poupon yeah. reference, every time he mentions Grey, Grey Poupon, Poupon, it's a yeah. great, it's a great verse. <laughs> Anytime you hear Raekwon and Grey Poupon, it's fire. Gotcha. So yeah, Ray is also ill on this. I think I think it was dope. I think it's a dope record. It just doesn't feature Ghostface Killer. Gotcha. Um. So and and this is a run for me. So I'll go ahead and just the, my run starts at Faster Blade and it ends at Fish. So you uh, like Poisonous Darts? Yes. I love so it I'm, too. So I'm gonna go all the way through. Yeah. Poisonous Darts is my next highlight. You can um, talk about it. And like, man, this is so. This is the repetitive loop that's going like every single bar. Mm -hmm. Yet RZA manages to find a way to layer everything and still get enough variety in the track that, in like, you don't really care that it's just constantly uh, ding, ding. Like, you don't care yeah. about that. It's yeah. just dope. Yeah. Um, Ghost is nice on here too. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Like, I feel like you get 260 where you're like, oh, okay, I get yeah. why this guy's a main character. And then you don't. Yeah. And then poisonous darts, he comes back and you're yeah. like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I get yeah. it. I get why this guy is here. Like he's yeah. he he kills this shit too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love this track. And in fact, when I put when I put my um my uh that mixtape that I put together, the ghost face, mm -hmm. what, what was mm -hmm. it? The 
Legend of Iron Man or something. I actually, oh, I am Iron Man, the Legend yeah. of Tony Stark's, right? Yeah. Um, I mixed Poisonous Darts with the original Box in Hand, the uh, one that's not on the album. Okay. Um, but I made sure to put that on just because I love Poisonous Darts. Yeah. 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 No, it's just fire. So Winter Wars. Winter Wars. Yeah. Gotta be. And you know, this is where I say, you know, Capadonna murders this shit. He does um, murder it. You know, it's one of my favorite Capadonna verses. Yeah. It's, it's it's fun. Um, and and you know, again, sad that this is not on streaming. I I think I always try to call out when amazing pieces of art are not on streaming because we really can't let these people take our history and control it based on these monetary things the shit bothers me bro like yeah i don't like that it's not on streaming it's such an iconic wu-tang song um because the way that it is arranged because capadonna comes in at the end is like we've already heard capadonna on iron man but then he like disappears and then he comes back to give you what 32 48 bars however many bars yeah, it gives you. it's he, definitely more than 16. like two minutes right you know what i mean um and it's just like he's not even really rapping about much like he's mm. rapping for the sake of rapping i don't care give me all of that yeah, no, a repertoire great. is ussr <laughs> pll style got thrown out the car my favorite when he says um, he put his face is on a 20 dollar bill, bill and then he said he said some shit about like cash it in every every few back. years i switch up my wardrobe uh, or some shit. Said, um <laughs> what is he? uh bitch you ain't got nothing on the ridge every other day my whole dress <laughs> code switch. switch yo we used to say that shit in high school every other day my dude, dress I, code switch oh my used god to say that shit in um, high school i love that joy yeah this, this is, is great I, I do love this verse. bro this is great this is like everything we love about capadonna yeah ah, it's all right maybe all right it's a top five verse for me it's it not has my to favorite, be bro but it, it is a top to. five verse it I do has love this to verse. be man he's yeah, so yeah. good on this so all right all right uh next uh next highlight for you a uh, boxing hand so real quick yeah, about boxing hand so it's it's interesting and i know i've heard this i've seen this elsewhere but apparently what we know as Box in Hand isn't actually called Box in Hand. It's called something else, and I forget the, the name of the title. Box in Hand, which is sometimes referred to as Box in Hand Remix, and I'll okay. make sure that I, that I play it in the background here, mm -hmm. was, an, was the original cut that was supposed to be on here, mm -hmm. but then they, it didn't make the album for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. um, it's a much more like like a bouncy track, like um, sing-along kind of kind of. Is song. it the same lyrics, no, or no, it's like no, a no, just completely, completely different song? Different lyrics. Okay. Um, Method Man is on here doing something different. Like he's actually singing on the hook. Okay. Uh, it's like uh, when you walk down the street with your box in your hand and you playing the music of the Wu Tang Clan and you hear Iron Man on your radio rapping, your beats start to dance and your hands start to clapping. Like it's it's that kind of song. It's not on the album. That's like. But sometimes it's called like the remix. Okay. This song though, Box in Hand, we're going to call it Box in Hand because I actually forget the original name of it. Right. Anyway, it's also a highlight for me. It was yeah, not originally. Yeah. Okay. This is another one of those songs that had to grow on me. Okay. But now like that I really, really love Wu-Tang and, and, you, and you listen to it and you're like, oh my God, like yeah. what the fuck is RZA doing on this? Holy shit, this beat is incredible. The beat is fire uh, and Ghost and Ray's chemistry is just yeah. immaculate. And then, you know, and then Method Man, it, it Method Man just comes on and he just does him. And it's, yeah. it's Method Man, like prime Method Man, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's weird yeah. because Ray and Ghost just weave so well that they it's almost like they're one. Yeah. And then Method's not a part of that, but yeah. at the same time, he's so dope that yeah. it still works. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I think this shit is fire yeah it's definitely fire for me yeah. um and just like 
man like what the hell goes through rizza's mind to like like who would ever think to make a beat like this it's just so it's just so weird but yeah. like good yeah you know what i mean so anyway yeah. um so yeah it's also a highlight for me yeah you're uh what's your what's your next highlight then this is my highlight of highlights it is uh, it's my man. highlight fish, highlights too. I, I, fish is one of my favorite ghostface songs yeah um it's also one of my favorite kappa songs um, and, what, I, and I was, probably your favorite True Master song that between like between that and Brooklyn Zoo. Yeah, it's yeah. it's one of my favorite True Master beats. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know, like I, I don't even know what to say. Like it's 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 just it's just so good. So right. it's interesting that like I obviously used to listen to this album a lot, but for whatever reason, like Fish was never a song that really grabbed my attention. I might have I might have skipped it actually. I might have oh, like. Wow skipped from like Winter War to like Daytona 500 or something okay. like that, right? Because I wasn't a really big fan of Kame either. And then I'm listening to other projects, whatever, and I put I put this in one day and I'm going back and I'm listening to Fish and I'm like, holy shit, like this beat is incredible. This song is amazing. Yes. And actually one of my favorite Ghostface Killer bars is on this where he says, my triple sevens bro- broke the slot machines out in Queens. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite lines because it's like, yo, the... They ain't got no casinos in Queens, right? <laughs> that triple seven, he talk about that crap, that crap game. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yo, like that's a that's a bar, yo. Like I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I, I've always liked that line. Yeah. Um, this beat though, I I can't talk enough about how good this beat is. Yes, it's the best beat on here, right? And I think it, it is the best beat on here. And I think that this is True Master's best. I think this is his crown jewel, not it necessarily from a mixing perspective, right? Yeah. Because it's 96, 95, mm-hmm. whenever he puts this together. From a mixing perspective, it's not the best. But like mm-hmm. when you go and listen to um, Change Gonna Come by Otis Redding, so mm-hmm. Otis Redding version, I listened to that song because I was I was putting together the um, my mix. I am my my yep. I, I am Iron Man uh, Legend of Tony Stark's mixtape, which yep. is basically for the listeners, it was basically like a, a combination of all these Ghostface Killer songs that I like. I stripped some of the beats down and I put my own like little mixes in there and I just whatever, right? I wanted to recreate this beat. Mm -hmm. And I'm listening to Change Gonna Come and I'm like, this isn't, this isn't fish. Like, how, where, where is it? And it took me like five listens to really be like, oh, it is. But hold, oh, he did this, oh, he did this. It's Mm -hmm. one thing to strip apart like a like a beat. And, and put it on your NPC and, and put things together yeah. however you want to do it, right? right? It's another thing to do it the way that True Master did it on this. It's truly mm-hmm. fucking incredible. And okay. there was an, even another part of this beat where like, the horns, like I couldn't recreate how he did those horns. Mm. It is absolutely fucking amazing yep. what True Master did on this record. Yeah. Not enough superlatives. Um, it is a, it is a it, despite, despite the poor mixing, it mm. is a, it's a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. It's a crown jewel in in uh, of this album yeah. of True Masters catalog. Yeah. Uh, it to me, it, it's probably a top five Ghost record. Um, it's so good, and it's I so and, good. I, and I think that actually the crazy thing about it is we we both talked about how we we both love the pillage. Yeah, I feel like this beat could be on the pillage. It like could. The, like it the could. things yeah. I love the most about the pillage, this does all yeah. of those things very very well. Yeah, it could be on the pillage as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, fish. <laughs> fish is so good. Next, yeah. next highlight. So, um, what I got here? So, my next highlight is actually Daytona 500. So, I'll That's let fine. you talk about Kame. So, I I'm not gonna say that Kame is, is a highlight. Um, but I do love some of the things that RZA does on here. Like, 
the beat's going one way and then like two minutes in randomly he decides to like switch it up a little bit it's like oh that works um i think there was there was a video for this too yeah i've only seen it like a couple times i should have watched it beforehand but i just i haven't had any time yeah um i love i love Raekwon's this is actually probably Raekwon's weakest performance I think Ghostface mm. has a better verse mm -hmm. and Kappa's verse on here is is fucking is awesome we, we, <laughs> I love we, Kappa we, it's this. the only thing I like about this and, yeah. and it's you know I, I, I said here anytime you hear Cappadonna on a girl joint it's yeah. going to be high comedy he it's it's high comedy <laughs> but it's also like he does I don't think I've ever heard Cappadonna like on a record where he's talking about women uh -huh. disrespect women yeah, nah. he, he just he just he he loves women and he loves black women too <laughs> and it's so like good black women sleep over at Kappa's. yo like Kappa's awesome on here he's yeah, awesome on here he he is great on here and but it's you know i i i think i just more chuckle i chuckle one yeah. at at just woo girl joints in general. Mm, yeah. Just all these niggas talking to women. Yeah. Besi besides Method Man, yeah. When I hear the rest of these niggas talk to women on these on their girl joints, it always makes me laugh. Yeah. But uh, but man, Kappa steals the show on this. Yeah. Kappa's great. <laughs> so let's go on to uh. Very court visions of me and you riding on the ferry. Plus your daughter Kiki talked to my man Mary. I ordered me a sex on the beach with the cherry. I order her a meteor ice sounds nice. She elegant, pretty eyes, glasses, intelligent. Whispered in my ear that she's celibate. Whispered back to her ear, we don't have to go there. As I grabbed the hand, set her politely in the chair. As we stopped and stare at one another, black sister, the brother. I'm thinking all the time how she could be my lover. Uh, to day 2500. It just makes me do the wop. Like. <laughs> so, look, this is one of the many records that samples the infamous, not infamous, Nautilus. the famous Nautilus, yeah, one yeah. of the most sampled records ever. Yep. And this is the one that probably takes, it's interesting, it takes the most pronounced part of that song. Mm -hmm. um, but there is no clean, there's like, you you know that record. Yeah. There's no part in that record anywhere the original bob james nautilus mm -hmm. where it's just a, a straight um ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. it's never clear it's always there's always something there's else going, going on, on around it yeah and rizza takes does his best to kind of make it feel like it is a clean mm -hmm. cut even mm -hmm. though it's not yeah um that's as much as i can say about the beat other than like i love how it uses the uh the, the scratches as like as an instrument yeah that's um and and the way that Every MC kind of caters to that, especially mm -hmm. Raekwon. Mm -hmm. Raekwon, like, I'm not, I'm not gonna say that Ghostface doesn't deliver on here because I think he does, particularly with some of the like some of his individual bars, individual one-liners on here are like are, are classic Ghostface killer lines. Mm -hmm. But that Raekwon flow is like, good God, like he yeah. rips this whole shit. The it's, it's great. It's yeah, great. Yeah, I forget if it was RZA or Ghost or who it was, but somebody did an interview with like Genius or something, and in the interview, they they tried to mimic the baseline on the dun 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 dun, and then whatever the company was sampled that, 
and then remade the beat over again with the drums with their voice going mm-hmm. dunna, dun, dun, oh dun, I, I heard that and then, yeah. they, and then they like played it the show was fire yeah, yeah, yeah I don't remember who it was though it was like yeah. genius or noisy or what I did hear shows. that I think you sent that to me actually probably yeah, yeah. I thought the show was hilarious yeah that shit was great yeah we have to find it and play it again um, yeah if but, we or can. maybe we can we can put it uh, in, into this joint so um yeah, yeah. I want to say that um you know this is in my opinion like what I'll call the quote-unquote posse cut on here. Yeah, for I mean, sure. you know, it Winter Wars maybe, but this is like the one that has like the anthemic hook with the mm-hmm. Force MDs and, you know, and it's also like, weren't the Force MDs like the, like kind of like the Staten first Island. cats out of Staten Island that like yeah. really blow up. So it's yeah. like, and it kind of like passes the torch, great hook. Ray is ill as fuck Crazy. on this. Crazy he, on yeah, he just, he's in there perfectly. So even though Winter Wars features more members of the clan, mm-hmm. this is my posse cut on here. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Next uh next highlight. Motherless child. Okay. Yeah. So you want to talk about it? Um why don't well that baseline is crazy. Yes. Um this beat is crazy too. This is some only RZA would make it. Yeah. It, yeah. Well, yeah. This and what we know as boxing hands definitely something only he would make. Right, right. Um but yeah. Yeah. I, I actually don't have much to say about it. Um it's not one of my bigger highlights but i do yeah. i definitely do enjoy this song i think it's really dope um i think again part of this is probably the fact that i'm watching this wu-tang show on hulu but like right you know knowing what we know about ray and ghost mm-hmm. and their 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 upbringing like i think that they're the perfect two people to be on the song yeah for sure and you know i think the subject matter again i told you a lot of times when i'm listening to somebody's album their solo album i want to get to know something about them and mm-hmm. i think the subject matter of this song helps me get closer to that that with with learning about Raekwon. I mean, I'm, uh, Ghostface. Um, yeah, for sure. And Raekwon, really. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, I I actually don't have much else to add other than like, I just, I like the song. This was one of the ones that I used to skip initially, but then it just kind of like grew on me. And like, yeah. because songs like these grow on me, I'm like, yeah. I like music like this. And now like I'm able to listen to so many other things where yeah. before like, I don't know. That, that's why I say that this album is so important to me because I don't think it's one of the. I don't think it's the the best Wu Tang album, but it's the mm-hmm. one that I think opened my ears up to most to just music that I like now. Yeah, you know what I mean. The baseline is crazy on this. Um, I really like the drum program, mm. and RZA is really good at like giving you these. I'll call them like vocal stabs almost. Yeah, where you yeah. just hear oh, and it's Yo. just and it's just like it's so interesting because it's just randomly there. When we talked about, um, I think it was when we did the freeway episode, mm-hmm. and we talked about one of the songs where I think it's line them up, mm-hmm. where you've got like the vocal screaming in the mm-hmm. background, like very very low volume, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. in there. And I'm like, yo, who does that better than Just Blaze? Might be. Uh, I think Just Blaze definitely took it from RZA, oh, yeah, and, sure. and and this is one of the tracks where where he does that. I mean, like yeah. because at that time you didn't just have like random vocals in the background where they weren't really pronounced. All yeah. it was was you just heard an emotion. Yeah, really. Yeah. I never will. <laughs> like that doesn't necessarily yeah. sound like musical in like a hip hop context, yeah. but it works. Yeah, it's so weird, and it you know it's like. You, you must have really had to trust RZA, you know, Absolutely. because if, because if I'm the guy making my music, like. You know, a RZA record, it'll be a one bar loop and then all of a sudden keys will come out of nowhere or somebody's voice and you're just like, where the fuck did that come from? But at the same time, like you're saying, like it's almost just so mesmerizing and it's something that, you know, it makes it so none of these songs get old. Like you're listening to it and every time 
you know, it, it, you learn something new or you take something new away from it. That's, that's the thing, right? Yeah. So this is where I am possibly having my, my old man curmudgeon hat on or whatever, but I'm mm. like, maybe it's just because I'm older now. Like I'm 38 and when I listen to a, a lot of new hip hop music in particular, mm-hmm. not all of it, but a lot of it, I'm just like, I kind of like, oh yeah, I, I heard that, I hear the song and I'm like, yeah, I know it already. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Now, Maybe it's just because at the time when I heard this, I was growing and I, you know, I'm learning in general. But mm-hmm. I just feel like when you listen to a lot of this music from this era, and it's not just Wu-Tang, there's a lot of other groups who do it too. I'm just like, yeah. there's so much, di- there, there's so many different sounds that, that he's putting together. For sure. Um, And I'm just like, you know, this mm-hmm. is a song that I did not like initially. Right. But then like, because I'm learning and I'm like, oh no, like mm-hmm. this is awesome. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, this is completely yeah. agree, and you know, not to be a spoiler. So, if, if folks haven't seen the Hulu show yet, I'm gonna talk about it a little bit. But you know, one of the things that you'll engage with in this season of the show, uh, and I'm talking about the Wu Tang show on Hulu, yeah. uh, is there's a moment where you get to see in Riza's brain how he makes beats. Oh, really? And they're oh, like, I can't wait and to see so this. it's like they, there's like kind of a weird like surreality thing that they do throughout this season where you see RZA trying to make beats. And is so it it's is like, it corny? It's kind of it, corny, but it's it's kind of dope. All right. So, because, so, so remember when we uh, watched the Get Down on Netflix yeah. and they did all animation? That shit was kind of corny to me. Yeah, it's it's not that bad, right, but cool, it, it cool, does cool. kind of go in that chamber. But all what right. I think is dope, you you've made beats before, yeah. so I think for for folks like us who have yeah. made beats before, like. You understand that when you make a beat, like you could be sitting for an hour listening to the same piece of music looping yeah. over and over again, trying to find the, the perfect snare yeah. or the perfect baseline that goes in on on it, right? So yeah. it's like the next thing you know, they, it's three o'clock in the morning and you haven't got your homework done. Boom. So there's like a <laughs> montage where it's like Riz is trying to make a beat. And so it starts with the honey drippers. Okay. Right. So it's yeah. like you hear the ladies and gentlemen, and you know, and and but they have like actors that are playing the band, and okay. so Riz is trying to figure out what he wants to do. So he like he kicks out the drummer, and then he brings in another drummer because you know when you're making a beat, you might take the drums out or something yeah. and 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 pull in the drums from another sample, or he he'll he'll kick out the bass player and bring in another bass player and be like, nah, I want I want the riff to sound like this, oh, and okay. so it's like him trying to conceptualize a beat by taking fragments from different yeah. things and putting them together. But you get to see that like play out in in reality. So like the drummer's playing and he's like, no, I don't like that shit. Fuck out of here. And like he kicks the drummer <laughs> out and then they bring in like a different drummer. And he's like, yeah, I want you to play the groove like this. And then the drummer's playing like a different groove. So it's kind of corny, but it's kind of dope. So next highlight, is it Black Jesus? It is not. Okay. So you want to talk about Black Jesus? No, no, no. Oh, oh no, we, actually, it is, it is. It is. I'm sorry. I, um, I actually just love the choir sample on this joint. Yeah, I like it too. Um, I just I just wanted you know, more. I just yeah. want a full-bodied beat. Yeah, all. no, I agree with you. I think only RZA does something like this. Yeah, I and like I think bass, when so. I first start hearing it, I'm like, eh. Yeah. And then when the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, shit comes in, I'm like, oh, yo, this is crazy. Yeah. And then they just start doing that thing. Yeah, I, I like, I do like the bass on it. Um, I just wish... I wish if he were able to make remake like the same song now. I just I, I wonder if he would do it any differently. I don't know. Um, yeah. And I wish Jizzle were on here. You yeah. God doesn't need to be on here a second time. So yeah, yeah. you God, you know how I feel about him. So yeah. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> so uh, next highlight. 
last highlight is All That I Got Is You for me. So the weird thing about All That I Got Is You is that for the longest time, I actually kind of used to skip over this. Okay. Um, but it wasn't until I really started to become a fan of, of Ghostface Killer mm-hmm. that, um, you know, I, I, I go back and I listen to this song even more and more and more. And, you know, Mary J. Blige's contribution on here is really, really like, this is the reason why she's considered the queen of hip hop soul. Okay. Because she can do records like this. Mm. And even if she's not the best singer, it doesn't matter. Like, I can't think yeah. of another singer that can give me the emotion that is required for this song. There was a yeah. video for it. I want to say, like, he's out in the middle of the street with, like, a really, like, fancy coat on and he's, like, playing mm. a guitar. I think that's how it is. I haven't yeah. seen this video in a really long time. Yeah, I think I agree with you. It's funny, but I feel about her performance here the way you felt about her on Can't Knock the Hustle, right? Oh, okay. Um, oh, you're not as impressed. Of, we're kind of switching, gotcha. uh, you know, okay. perspectives here. But like, I don't think that she sounds great. Yeah. But at the same time, I do think that she does a great job of conveying the emotion that the we emotion need is, is the yeah. is the key. For yeah, me, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. So I mean, this is this is a classic, iconic song, the most iconic song probably in Ghostface's uh, catalog. What I will say is that there have been times in my life where I've listened to this song and I've actually started crying. Really? Like, yeah. That's how emotional this song is for me. Now, here's mm. the thing. When I first heard this song, when I, when I first heard this song on, like, on, on the first run of listening to this album, like, it did mm. not connect for me that way. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until I got older, I got more mature, I started to understand the world a little bit more. Yeah. I was able to empathize with someone who was in that position because, yeah. you know, when I'm in high school, I, I can't empathize with what he's mm. talking about. I, wasn't, I didn't grow up that way. I'm yeah. not, as, not as, you know... Um, I don't know. Don't have the perspective, if you will. Yeah. I feel and you. so learning more about Ghostface and really like listening to what he's saying and yeah. actually putting that image there and just be like, holy shit, that shit was rough, right? Like, yeah. I'm not saying that he had the roughest of all, like the you know the prominent MCs, mm-hmm. but he fucking had a rough growing up. Yeah. And you know, I think he was like one of twelve. I think oh, yeah. he had a lot of siblings, yeah, yeah, two of, of which were in wheelchairs, yeah, yeah. muscular dystrophy, dis- dis- like, mm. and like no money, like that. This shit with like the roaches and the ser- like that's yeah, just yeah. real, yo. Yeah. And and it's 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 the reason why I had to empathize emphasize this is because like you talked about wildflower and the misogyny, and mm-hmm. I'm not saying I like the, the the misogyny on wildflower. Right. What I will say though is that Ghostface is one of the very few individuals, and this is my bias here. Mm-hmm. Who I really don't begrudge him, and he hasn't crossed any lines for me. Okay, right? There are lines that he can cross that I'm like, nah, Ghostface, like, yeah. you know, that's not cool. Yeah. But because he hasn't crossed any of those lines for me, like, there's mm-hmm. there are very few. Like, I won't begrudge him any of his philosophies online. Yeah. Any of his patriarchal this that, and the other, like, I don't care. Okay. I'm not gonna judge any of it just because of of my understanding of where he's come from. And again, yeah. this is my bias, right? Like he's one of mm. my favorite like artists. So mm-hmm. just 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 take that. But like mm-hmm. this song and the motion that he conveys and everything, it's just like, man, like I, mm. I feel you, man. I yeah. feel you. And, I, and I, I'll never know what that life is like because yeah. I'm very, very far removed or very, very far from any of that. But like, mm. she's real. That's all I can say. Yeah. She's real. Uh, I agree with one of your points mm-hmm. and maybe mildly disagree with the other. Um, I think the one that I kind of disagree with is is kind of not begrudging him Fair. for, yeah, for yeah, yeah. but but I think you know I think in watching the show and I keep coming back to the show because I've been watching it lately, um, you know he's somebody who you know his mother struggled with addiction yeah. and things like that and you know I, I, that's not something that I've I've had to face in my mm-hmm. life but I feel like many people who have had 
maybe that type of relationship with their mother where they have to parent their yes. mother because yes. of, of, of addiction issues and things like that do tend to have more of a misogynistic view of, you know, women and et cetera. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, maybe those are some of the things that kind of contribute to what makes Ghostface Ghostface. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, here to judge him for, yeah. for, you know, that background. I think this song resonates with me maybe more. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not definitely not a dirt poor dude, but at the same time, I also, you know, grew up close enough with that certain things here you know really resonated mm -hmm. with me like you know <clears throat> him talking about having to share a bed with 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 yeah, with, with two at that foot two at right the with, i didn't want to sleep and, with john johnny he peed the bed peed like the bed, i remember yeah. being you know as, as a kid like you know staying with family and you know and having the the cousin that that pees the bed that you yeah. don't want to end up having to share a bed with them and having to put the plastic you know on the joint so that the mattress doesn't get fucked up yeah. and you know, like a lot of the stories that he talked about here, like I feel like I had just enough exposure that it, a lot of it really, really resonated with me. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the song that makes Me uh, Method Man, Ghostface most human. Yeah. And, you know, just really, really just kind of bonds you to his story. Yes. Um, like I said, this is one of the, the the few songs that will actually, has at times made me cry. Not every single yeah. time. Yeah. But like there's definitely times where I've, I've heard this and I'm just like, man, like yeah. it's, it's a lot. It's yeah. a lot. So. That's wild, and 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 crazy enough, you know, my my boy who did his song to the same instrumental, yeah, there were definitely tears in people's eyes when he performed the song, sure. you know, because it was like yeah. his brother had just passed that year. So, yeah, um, yeah man, uh, this song is a great song, yeah. classic, great song, definitely a classic. So, um, yeah, I think uh, do we have anything else to to to, to say about it? Not what really, it? man. Yeah. I you know, hopefully, the songs that are not available on streaming become available yeah. on streaming so that people can connect with this you know as a piece of art yeah um and i you know i think that this is i i understand more why you you know like this mm -hmm. as as somebody who i guess is being put on to to this record yeah and i think that you know i'll probably revisit it more like i okay. you know i i Supreme Clientele is still, yeah, you know, yeah. it Supreme might even Clientele be like my is a favorite. better album. It, it might even be my favorite, like Wu Tang album. Like it's it's, it's in my top my three. So or um, it's in my top two. So I feel like I never really had to revisit Iron Man because I just didn't need to. But yeah. you know, I definitely got something different from this than I do when I listen to Supreme Clientele. So. Yeah, yeah. It's just, um, yeah. It's just, it's just a very, very important record for me. Like I said, yeah. just because I, I don't think it's one of the better ones, but because because I feel like my patience has been rewarded. Mm. Like like I said, there's a lot of songs on here that I skipped. But because the album grew on me, yeah. the patience that I have with this album has rewarded me. Mm -hmm. Somewhat, um, it actually somewhat backfired too because it made me give albums like Golden Arms <laughs> and Immobilarity second, third, and fourth fit chances that they didn't deserve, right? Oh, yeah. Um, but is, like, is that you got album really that bad? Because I hear people I, talk about I how bad it is. I almost wanted to do... I never a, even tried to listen to it. I almost wanted to do a Make It a Classic for Golden Arms um, as like a comedy portion. Similar That's to a what heavy we did, lift, bro. Similar to what we did for Cannabis album. Yeah. The problem though is it, it, it would feel too much like punching down. Whereas like <laughs> Cannabis, like Cannabis was... There, there, cannabis was dope, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. We all thought he was nice, yes, but the album was. was trash. Right. People don't have people do not feel the same way about you guys. Right. So it's almost like we're picking on them just to pick on them, and I don't <laughs> want to do that. 
You know what I mean? That being said, there's a there's a there's a true master. There's actually a few beats on there that are decent. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like I remember reading you guys saying that like like he got one of the the prime RZA you know production like albums and that like t- like their production is really good on his album. Uh, I don't that's know if that's not true. true that's not true. He's got a true yeah. master beat that's on there, like the single Bizarre. Okay, that's a really good beat. Um, even for that time frame, like ninety nine, two thousand, whenever it came out, like that that beat like goes then. But anyway. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah, very important record for me. One of my favorites. Yeah, love this album. Glad we got to do it. You know what I'm saying? We we got to come back into the Wu Chamber. I know that's your mm, chamber. It is my and, chamber. And so we've got you know some more things lined up. I think we'll probably touch something in the blog era uh, fairly soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, stay tuned. We gotta we gotta we gotta switch it up a little bit. Head to the south. Head to the west. Head to the Midwest. Something because we've been doing a lot of New York stuff recently. So yeah, that's real. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. To rock Mac, knowledge, knowledge, street astrologers, light up the mic, guard, knowledge, block joints, the character points, Corolla, Motorola, Hola, play it, guard, he pack over the shoulder, chrome tanks, play it like Yanks, check the franchise, front on my guys, my enterprise, blast many lives, repel on fakes like reflectors, he has sugar in his ear, in his last crack career, we can can him, manhandle him, if you wanna, run in his crib, get ditto, skate like a limo, inject to the fly state, relate, take a break, break down the aping and wait, drop it like Drake, thugs, they be bowing and screwing. We canoe and claim they doing the same shit we doing Fuck the union, it's the same style Was the trainer boy, jump the turnstile On the alley, try to challenge guard for the new bounce Especially that, aluminum bat in the act Relax, laid back, sell a grenade a day It pays black, the Mac 10 flex White cats like Windex, index Finger be sore, busting these fly scraps The Wally camp count, crazily grins But wild plans, laying with my bitches and my mans And Lex lands, we losing them Jet to the stash and now Jerusalem Abusing them, rocking his jewels like we using them Low pro star, seven thick waves Rock polar, roll with the older guard, build with the sun and the stars.